0: For listening to Spin the Rally Pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you.
1: Well, hello, Dirtfish Rally fans, and welcome back to Spin the Rally Pod. Well, it's a big week, isn't it? for everyone involved in the World Rally Championship. The CER is upon us, the Central European Rally. Is it a good concept? I don't know, but we'll find out in the next hour whether George Donaldson and Luke Barry think it is. Plenty of other things to discuss in the coming hour. A new calendar for 2024 has been released a bit earlier than last year, and that's definitely a positive. Didn't we wait till December last year until we got our 2023 calendar? Lots to discuss about the calendar. Driver moves as well. What is going on at M-Sport with Adrian Formeau and Pierre-Louis Loubet. Co-driver moves as well for Loubet. Plenty to keep us occupied boys in the next 45 minutes to an hour. George Donaldson, our ex-team director and just all-round rally. Almost called you a guru, George, but that really doesn't do credit to your knowledge. How are you, George? Good to have you with us. Never been
2: better, Colin. Thank you. Uh, Quite excited about the Central European Rally. Yes, uh, another asphalt rally could be incredibly boring. Mm. I really hope that the organisers have given us some exciting stages and that the weather plays a factor to make it that interesting. A good tarmac rally is great. A dull tarmac rally, quite frankly, by Saturday I've lost interest and I've gone home. Mm. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, it can be like that.
1: Someone who hasn't gone home yet, thank goodness, who's also joining us this evening, <laughs> Luke Barry, our editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief, is that giving you a promotion, or is that what you
0: are? Luke? Possibly, possibly. Well, <laughs> if you're going to give me a promotion, Colin, I will take it, with What's open arms. Difference? Thank you very much. I don't know, <laughs> i I don't really know. What if um, I just
1: call you our esteemed editor at Dirtfish.com?
0: That would do it. I'd take anything. You, call, <laughs> you can call me anything you like, Colin. Nothing offending. You Call me Luke Barry, not Luke Barry as well. So do you know it's progress?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to run a sentence where I'm going to ask you both then about the CER. George, you've, you've made uh, your initial views quite clear on what you think of CER. But, but do you know what? I, I think it's it's a concept. It's a concept I quite like. It's a concept that potentially has one or two issues that, that, that might not be absolutely ideal, but... For me, taking the rally to the fans is really what we need to do. If there aren't enough slots on the calendar, uh, let's split rallies up between two or three countries. What's not to love about that, George Donaldson?
2: No, I I love that. As I said, I love the concept. And, and, you know, uh, Rally Deutschland gave us usually very, very good excitement. And I'm just desperately hoping that this is going to be the same. Croatia, of course, gives us a great deal of excitement. The weather is such, hopefully, that it's going, to, it's going to add to the mix and make it a great event. And I really, really genuinely wish the organisers well. I, I do hope that circumstances don't prevail to give us um, a, a non-event. I mean, the championship's exciting enough. I mean, honestly speaking, it's, um, in, in one way, it's Kali Roven Perez to, to, to lose um, but because he's in a great position. He's in an absolutely fantastic position. So he's really just not got to put a foot wrong and he'll do absolutely fine. Um, but asphalt is a tricky, you know, tr- tricky asphalt is a tricky medium. And you know, how often have we seen the top mm. three cars from Rally Deutschland disappear one after the other? So yeah, there's a lot, a lot to play for. I'm excited about it, but I'm just hoping it's not going to be a damp squib, if you know what I mean. If that sounds a little bit negative, apologies. I've, but I have been let down by asphalt rallies so many times. Yeah, we no, no have learned in the
1: past. Yeah, in the past, but it tends to have been one r- asphalt rally in particular that's let us down, and that is the one that actually just ran last weekend again, the the, uh, the Rally Catalunya, Um You know, I, the fans, the atmosphere, almost second to none, but the rally itself, my goodness me, uh, dull as ditch. It really was at yeah. times. I, I'm, I'm struggling in nearly 20 editions of having attended that rally to think yeah. of one that was exciting. Uh, Luke, what are your thoughts then on CER? its uh, I'll give you my thoughts in a minute, but what are your thoughts, Luke?
0: Well, I'll counterbalance George's somewhat caution, shall we call it, with a bit more sort of optimism i i've always long since committed myself to the hill where i feel tarmac rallying is better than gravel rallying and i'm not going to go into the reasons why i believe that's the case because i know it's going to cause an argument which we don't have time for <laughs> today but for me i always really really loved rally deutschland Georgie yeah. mentioned it. i think it was always one of those events that was great and i remember we always <laughs> used to talk about it being kind of the almost like three rallies in one now if that was yeah. the case then yeah. in theory this should be that but taken up to 11 because we're in three different countries every single every single day there are some things that i think are a little bit i don't want to say concerning maybe it's too strong maybe we should wait to see if it works but i think there's a lot of lot of road miles in this event because of the fact we're in three countries that's maybe one of the things that's not quite ideal but i'm very interested to see the nature of the stages, how they all differ from day to day and what it's like if the suspected rain does come because we all know what wet asphalt is like this time of year, late October. I think it's Mm -hmm. possibly a fairly safe bet. And George, I don't know if you've had a look at the long range weather forecast as you often do, but (laughs) I would be surprised if we're not seeing any kind of moisture throughout the weekend. Um, But yeah, you mentioned, I think Colin, earlier on the fans and that's the key thing here. The Mm -hmm. Czech Republic in particular, massive rally country. Huge. Yeah. So to to bring the WRC down, particularly into Prague on Thursday, I think should, that should be very spectacular.
1: But this this and George we'll come back to your weather forecast shortly. Look, this mm. is my one concern. This is my one concern. You I agree with you both entirely about Rally Germany. I absolutely loved it. I loved the variety, I love the unpredictability. I'll never forget that day, George, where we had was it Ogier crashing out and then Latvala yeah. crashing out and then Meek crashing out on the final yeah. day. Was it was, it, was that it was it was, was it I can't remember, but they, they all crashed out during the course of the rally, and it was just—it yeah. was exciting. And you and I had some great times there, George. We really did. We did. In, yeah, the mini, Germany. the soft top mini. <laughs> soft top. I was just thinking exactly the same thing. Through the vines oh, like disaster. Thelma and disaster. Louise. What a disaster! What <laughs> a It
2: was, it was. Remember, Thelma remember, and Louise 100%. Remember, we both one year. What was
1: what there was we had that silly little one with the, the two seats, didn't we? The mini. Yep, the really yeah, We had the drophead
2: one. one. That's the one I had. The Cooper S. It was That's it right. was fast. Oh it was my a goodness! The Cooper S works. Oh, Drophead. And I remember, I remember getting 230 or 40 kph out of it going oh, down the motorway. It. And I think I passed you at some point. I <laughs> yeah, probably and did about was the road was oh, 100, 110 maybe. <laughs> <80. laughs> Something like that. I was doing double the speed that you were. Um,
1: but, so here's my issue, guys. Here, here's my, Not my issue, my concern. My concern about this is the fans. You are the Czech Republic hasn't had a round of the WRC in the past. As you rightly say, look, they are massive rally fans. If you've ever been to Zlin, really any, any round of the Czech Championship shows you just how passionate they are about rallying there. Uh, the fans come out in their tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Add to that 50%, 100%, who knows how many more fans you can add to that because everyone from the Czech Republic will come and everyone from Poland and the surrounding countries will come as well. Um, You know, might potentially we see a little bit of disruption because of the number of fans. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the organizers are savvy enough to have anticipated that and have made preparations potentially for an absolute overload of spectators. What a wonderful problem Mm. to have. What a really wonderful problem to have. But at the same time, the worst kind of problem to have because we saw it in Germany once or
2: twice. Yeah. We did we did call, but I'm I'm not too concerned about it because the rally's over a slightly bigger geographical spread, so it will mm. get a lot of people on the first day, the Czech in, in the Czech Republic, and some of them might come out on 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 Friday, uh in into Germany, um, uh, and and Saturday, uh, as as we go through the different countries, but but I think I think you might find people will just select their own sort of local areas to go to to some yeah. extent. I mean, a lot of old rally fans, a lot of established, great, you know, professional rally fans, and whilst they're enthusiastic, uh, generally speaking, they understand the need for safety. They've all been to mm. these. All these people have been to Rally Deutschland. They've been. They'll have been to Rally Poland. Uh, they'll they'll have been to the ERC rallies in in Czech Republic, and you know those stages get cancelled if people are in the wrong place. Folks know that, and and the professional fans at least will will behave themselves. It's the it's the you know going into these new areas, as you say, the risk is a lot of really enthusiastic people coming along without much idea, thinking they can get away with it. They go and you know get into the stages, get themselves all settled down. There's people making a mess. And basically, you've just had a nice day sitting on, sitting by a roadside mm. and nothing to see, and that is a that is a bit of a tragedy. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm sure the organisers will be well aware of it, and will have taken all the necessary precautions. So yeah, I, I believe you. that we'll we'll uh, will not see that. I I believe we'll, we'll avoid the problems. I'm sure we will. Call it it, certainly it, hope we do. Str-
1: it's a strange conundrum that we have in rallying, isn't it? Where, you know, we want to be seen, and we are a popular sport, and and. You know, we hear it many times, the, maybe the TV production company, maybe the sponsors, maybe the FIA. Mm. They want to see, you know, pictures. They don't want to see your know, TV footage coming out of stages with no fans in them. They want to see plenty of fans there. But at the same time, we know we know that too many fans, too many fans, and we're always looking for, you know, to increase the reach of the sport. But too many fans becomes a serious, serious issue for the sport. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, let's move on then let's move on to who we think will go well I, you know I, I basically think george that what you've talked about and what you've talked about Luke, the weather the weather's going to play a major factor in this you know there was even talk that some of these stages are potentially high enough at this time of year to get a little sprinkling occasionally of the white stuff don't think we're mm. going to get that but george will tell us um but for me absolutely guaranteed it's autumn time leaves are coming down the road the verges are, are wet uh, are muddy potentially First on the road, you know, Robin Parr is going to run away with this one, boys, isn't
0: he? In theory. Luke? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd say the way you put that across is very hard to think of something else to say. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. Regardless of the weather, as you say, it's... No, (laughs) you're doing your job. (laughs) I think regardless of the weather, you're very right to say it, that the road will be messy in some form anyway. It's not going to be like you mentioned Spain earlier. It's not going to be like that where the road tends to be if it's dry, Not really too different from car to car. Yes, there's a bit of cutting involved, but here I think, yeah, Cowley is in the best position, both in terms of the championship, but it's now given him for once uh, after spending plenty of gravel rallies at the front with a disadvantage. He's now got the advantage just at a time when Elvin Evans really could do with Cowley not having something else in his favour. But yeah, I'm quite interested to see what the approach is from the top two, Robin Perra and Evans. I think both of them, they know the situation. Evans obviously needs... Bigger points. All the rovin Rovin pera could theoretically just be happy to collect some points, but we all know what Cali's like. He's not happy unless he's winning. So I'd be very surprised personally if we don't have a world champion on Sunday. Um, no matter how this plays out, whether it's Robin Perra winning, I don't know. But the other one for me, I think we have to look out for, and it is weather dependent. Is Og. Um, mm. If it's drier, I think he's going to be there because he always is. If it is messier, I think he's fifth on the road, fifth or sixth, I've not double-checked it, but that's not going to be quite so ideal against the likes of Robin Perrot Evans, Neuville, as well is another that I think we can't really discount. Always goes well on tarmac, always enjoys tarmac. The um, eye maybe, it's harder to read into where it's at on tarmac, to be fair. Croatia was a difficult one in terms of Neuville was probably overdriving that car to achieve the result that he was going for and obviously it didn't work out for him. I think possibly the Toyota's the car to have on tarmac, maybe? But it's been, what, six months since, <laughs> since Croatia, so yeah. a lot has changed and moved on in the WRC. Um, but it's a very long-winded way to say that, yeah, I do think Robin Perra's got a very strong chance. <laughs> yeah. George?
2: No, I'll, I'll go with... um I'll go with the surprise. I'm I'm waiting for the surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean uh, you know for, for me um uh who can we say uh, um uh think of someone unusual uh, it would, wouldn't it be fantastic to see to see um something just completely unexpected. You
0: know Tamo
2: Sunanin. I'll I'll take Ot-Tanak, any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Lappi. you know, just let let one of those guys get to the front, you know, just 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 <laughs> let's have one of those massive upset weekends where everything goes upside down. Of course that will play even at that, that will play into to Kali Rovinpera's hands because what he needs is uh, he, he needs to be finishing within touching distance of, of um of of Elfin Evans, basically. That that's his that's gotta be his goal and, and I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna just focus on that. He has to focus on that because Elfin is close enough to present a danger, you know, if if mm-hmm. if if Carla makes a mistake or has a has an issue this weekend and, and hemorrhages you know twenty points to to Elfin it does put him in a slightly pressured position going into Japan, not massively. And again, he can just go there and you know, just, just finish one place behind Elfin is good enough. But that's a that's a tall order at that point. Whereas if he actually goes into this event thinking, well I just need to be within two or three positions of Elfin on these next two rallies, that's absolutely fine. No pressure, go out and do the job. World world championships are not about being the fastest. We're harking back to the days of of uh, of Colin McRae and and Tommy MacKinnon, and we loved those days. <laughs> but, but crikey, um, from Callie's point of view, you know Callie's often intimated a, a finite existence in rally. You know, I, I almost get the feeling he's 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 getting ready to be bored of his sport. Which, honestly speaking, frankly shocks me that I, f- I think that. But that's how I I think he presents himself. That he's oh, well, I don't want to do this forever. Um, which is it's a shame, really, uh, because it, it should be so exciting that you do want to do it forever. You mm. do want to do it as long as you can, so it's disappointing to hear that he doesn't feel like that about it or, or at least get the impression, but maybe that's just because he's a cool guy. But, I mean, you know, I want to see him be a multiple world champion. I want to see him, you know, be all he can be, you know, realise realize all that potential. Um, and you know what? his His lifetime earnings, you know, after... Seven or eight years of doing that are going to be so ridiculous he can then just go and do anything he wants. He can go and do nothing for the rest of his life.
1: If he, if he retired tomorrow, his lifetime earnings would be plenty, I'm sure, for, for a man of... Because he's very humble. <laughs> he's a very humble young man, and I'm sure he could retire tomorrow. I, I think when you said there, you know, fulfilling his full potential, I think that's what's behind a lot of Cali, Rob and Perez. Uh, you know, perhaps the attitude that, that you're... you're Bringing out mm. there about you, know, I, I'm yeah. not so concerned about this. He knows that he, the, you know there's, there's, there are other sports to discover, more forms of motorsport to discover. Yeah. He knows there are other championships to conquer. He knows that he can that he can get satisfaction. But here's the thing that will keep Robin Perra in the championship. And we digress a little bit because I, I want to go back to talking about. Mm. Sorry, might win a CER, for that. Yeah. but we digress a little bit. You know what will keep Robin Perra in this championship is a challenge. Is a few yes. years of having to fight properly. That is what gets the passion going that is what gets the desire at its very highest levels that is what keeps you focused fully concentrated and fully committed is a challenge if it becomes too easy rovin Para won't do what say Loeb did o- ogre had it a little easy in the volkswagen days he won it the hard way after the volkswagen days but Loeb, at times you know just had to turn up to win rallies that's all he had to do that is not enough, I don't think, for Robin Perra. Robin Perra wants to be challenged. And if he is challenged, maybe, maybe that'll be enough to yep, keep him in no, the
2: championship. I mean, it's, the, fun is, the fun of competing is not just driving the car beautifully. Mm. It's having that great fight, that tooth yeah. and nail fight, and the feeling that you've really worked hard for something. I'm very familiar with that. Even these days, doing my auto <laughs> tests, you know, I'm never quite managing no. to win the damn things. I'm close, but never quite getting there, and it's a great feeling. I don't. I'd, I'd rather be fourth with a fight than just winning it outright for nothing.
1: Yeah, you know, talking about that, George. I, I saw something the other day, and again, I'm digressing. Apologies, mm-hmm. looking, George. Um, I saw something the other day that it referred to. I think it was the REC Rally in. Was it the late eighties, nineties? There was an enormous entry list. It was the mm-hmm. year that Derek Warwick did it. The Formula One was it? Derek Warwick, the Formula One driver. Yeah, was that I a was snowy year, was, was it? seeded about 11, and I went all the way through the start list looking for your name, George. I didn't find it. it took me no, ten No, I only did
2: R.E.C. Rally once, ah. in 1987. Oh, and it must have been the I, year before I, then. I think it was 88 I won, uh, 80, 88 was the year I didn't do it. I was meant to do it, but, right. but I, didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have the funding, so I couldn't right. do it.
1: Well, here, can I tell you what surprised me about that entry list? Tommy Mackinan. You mentioned Tommy Mackinan's name. What yeah. car was Tommy Mackinan in that year?
2: He uh, would have been a Lancia Delta.
1: Yes, George Donaldson, Group, you are very Group
2: N, good. Group N Lancia Delta, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah a yep. Group N Lancia Delta. I'd uh-huh. forgotten, I'd entirely forgotten uh-huh. that, that he started early days in Lancia Deltas. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and then so many years in the Mitsubishi Group N car as well, year after yeah. year. I mean, yeah. f- four or five years doing the championship before he got his, maybe maybe even six years yeah. before, he got his, before he got his break. And he was, you know, he was already winning Group N at that level. He was already the mark.
1: He was a man, wasn't he? He really was.
2: absolutely. All rallying, one source. By now, you know that Dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you wanna watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on.
1: Back to yes. CR. We've mentioned Lappy, we've mentioned Sunan. I think there's an enormously interesting dynamic being played out here. I really do. Um, you know, Sunanan clearly has a very good chance at a longer, more involved contract with Hyundai going forward. You know, Bittable said all the right things, even after that awful, awful mistake in Chile. And my goodness me, it was absolutely <laughs> unforgivable, unforgivable, that mistake. But he has been forgiven. So it clearly wasn't unforgivable, um, but it was a bad mistake he made there. You know, there's a lot of talk. You know, what's the situation with Lappy with Sunanen? Sunanen has to show his performance on tarmac. And he's certainly got this one to show that. I am just intrigued. I am intrigued about next season and how this Hyundai team is going to line up next mm-hmm. season. Yet, yeah, Sunanen has to show that he can perform on tarmac. But, you know, are we going to see a full-time Lappy next year? A lot of, a lot of... Rumour, a lot of discussion, a lot of debate about that. A lot of people saying, maybe not. Maybe Lappi might be a part-time driver next year. Uh-huh. Then you've got a huge issue because you've got two part-time drivers, potentially, who will want to do very similar rallies. In Sunan and in Lappi. you know, what are we saying? Are we saying maybe Sunan has a chance at a full-time drive next year and Lappi becomes the part-time driver? I don't know.
2: was it a surprise that uh, that Tanak went back there because it would suggest they're... they're, they're Potential driver lineup suggested that that they weren't planning on getting Oktanak back. Well, I,
1: I don't. I, it, it was a surprise to a lot of people. A surprise to me, for sure. Um, but um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a very, very strong move from Hyundai's point of view. But they have this dilemma, don't they? With 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 potentially Sunan and and, and Lappi. You know, you can't have those two potentially sharing a car because. You know, they're both going to want to do the same rallies. They're both going to want to do yeah. these three fast gravel rallies in the middle of the season. They're both potentially going to want to avoid the tarmac rallies. Um, I, I, I don't know how you fit Lappi and Sounanen both into next year's lineup at Hyundai. I, I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I think there's an interesting dynamic going on here. I think there's a hugely interesting dynamic within the Hyundai team. I think that one is interesting. And I think the situation with Neuville is interesting. I think Nuville will want to go out of the last two events of this season proving, proving that he is absolutely still a man who can win the title for Hyundai, reasserting his authority within that Hyundai team ahead of the arrival of Oik Tanak. It's, um, it's an intriguing situation for me, and I think there might be a lot going on within that Hyundai team.
0: That Lappi and Sunanen point, just to go backwards, That's I'd never thought about it like that. But it's a very, very compelling argument, isn't it? Because you're right, they, they will kind of want to do some more events. I, I know there's a lot of discussion with Hyundai about whether they can get a fourth car in for at least some of the season. And maybe that's where we start and get into the realms of, like, say, Rally Finland. Could they run Neuville, Tanak, Sunanen, I was called, almost called him Sananen, Sunanen <laughs> and Lappi. Um, but then who's the other driver Hyundai brings in? We don't know anything about Danny Sordo's future. From what we can maybe understand, it sounds like he's potentially not going to have a, a drive next year. I think he'll, no matter what, he'll be somewhere in Hyundai, but he might not be behind the wheel. But then are they going to give the chance to Lindholm for some rallies? Like, it's mm. there's, there's still a lot of questions going around.
2: With Newville... Well, what, I, it, it, oh, sorry, George, go on. No, no, I was going to say, what would happen if you gave uh, Danny Sordo a Ford Puma? I think the guy would actually could actually just do something remarkable.
1: Mm, nah I don't agree with you there, George. Sorry. You think he's Sorry.
2: done? You think he's done?
1: No, I, I think I think if you give someone a Ford Puma, they have to potentially win rallies. And I think Sordo, you know, so if you were if you were looking at Embersport putting together a manufacturers uh, challenge next year, which they won't be, you know, they'll be just looking to win rallies. Um, then you know, if it was manufacturers, yeah. yeah, you might you might you might consider Sordo, but I, I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. I think I think Lucas right. I think Sordo will be at Hyundai next year but in a different capacity yeah. for sure. Okay.
2: But if if yeah. you know if, if M Sport want to win rallies so they can maybe get Loeb in to do one or two but but I'm not sure what Loeb can actually bring to the party at this point. But then you know we, we didn't expect them to win Monte Carlo last no, year either. So, so yeah, and, and that was and then you know do really really well on Safari as well until a small electrical fire cost custom his event. Um, but, so, but you'd really look for Lappy and Sunanen, wouldn't you? Lappie and
1: Sunanen. But going back, look, you were yeah. just discussing that with Lappy and Sunanen there. Um, you were talking about the fourth car. A fourth car for a part-time Lapi or a part-time Sunanen on some events doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It really doesn't. You've got to be looking to a junior driver, haven't you, in that team? If, if Again, Abitable has been very clear, talking about investing in young drivers for the future. Um, and Sunanen is borderline with that. Sunanen really is borderline. He's a, he's a talent. He has potential to do very well. But he isn't a young driver. You know, you're not investing in youth for the future if you take on Teemu Sunanen. Um, I don't see the point in having a fourth car for, for either Sunanen or Lappi on certain events. I think you have to put a young driver like maybe a Lindholm, or even listen, you know, I I have shown it, they're perfectly happy to go back, they're perfectly happy to retire. Yeah, yeah. You know, what is wrong with Oliver Solberg? You know, the car now is clearly a better car, the team is in a better place, the atmosphere within the team is a lot more conducive to encouraging young talent. You know the sensible thing for me is for, for them to say, yeah, that is the future. Solberg is still very much the pick of the youthful crop mm-hmm. that we have out there. Why not? Why not the say to Soberg, there's four or five, six rounds for you next year in a Rally 1 car?
0: It would be fascinating to see it, wouldn't it? It really would. Because I think it's probably fairly, well, I think it was obvious at the time, but particularly when we have the benefit of hindsight, it was very clear that Oliver just was in the possibly the right team, but definitely at the wrong time last year oh. when he came into it. it. just Absolutely everything about that environment and where he was just wasn't, the right place for a young oh, driver to learn. It was so,
1: toxic. It was toxic, Luke. It was toxic. It was corrosive. It was the worst possible atmosphere within that team and the worst possible place for him at that time.
0: Yeah. So, But it's interesting. I remember a lot of people were talking about, oh, is it one year too soon for Oliver over to drive a rally one car? Whether that was true or not, it's very impossible to say because we can't directly compare. But I think what he's done this year proves that he is definitely more than ready to have one. Now, so does he go back into that team and compete where things are much more structured, much easier, potentially less pressure on him? Um, it would be really fascinating to see what he can do. One of the, the weird quirks with Solver again, it's a random thing to bring up potentially, but I'm a stats man. But he's never ever <laughs> won a stage at a WRC, which I always think is crazy when you think about it. But I mean, think about how many he's won in Rally Two this year, but never at the top levels he actually won a stage. Um, and so, I'd really like win? him to see. Wow. I don't you know, think he has. Someone's going to correct right. me. I can guarantee it. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, sure he hasn't.
1: I'm thinking back to Sweden when he, when he had that remarkable debut, but he didn't win a stage in Sweden, did he?
0: He was close. Yeah. I'm sure he was close, but not yeah. quite at yeah. the top. But, but either way, the point is I completely agree. There's lots and lots of good drivers in WRC2 that probably do all deserve a chance at rally one. But I think Solberg is, for me, you would have to be at the front of the queue if you're looking for somebody to promote right now. Um, I just hope for his sake that it's sooner rather than later that he can get up to that kind of drive. Because, yes, Rally 2 and WRC 2 is still good for him, but at some point he's going to have to get back there to really challenge himself. Yeah, M-Sport, is that
1: the M-Sport answer, George? Is is maybe young Solberg, potentially with a little bit of monster backing, is that potentially an answer for, for a rally winner at M-Sport?
2: It has to be, Colin. It has to be categorically. I mean, again... Do we think that Oliver's ready for that yet? Yeah, well, he certainly developed a lot this year. He, he you know, he went out to, to just to see how fast he could go everywhere. And I did, I did discuss that with him. I, I'm not quite sure that was a like a, a super smart strategy from one point of view, but it was from another point of view. You know, there's 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 several perspectives on that. Um, uh, as a team manager, you're always looking for speed. You're always looking for people that can that are devastatingly quick. So we achieved that. Let's see if it reaps a reward. If it doesn't reap a reward, then it wasn't the right strategy. So, in yeah, fairness, I mean, it, sorry, I was, I'm completely butting you. No, no, go, but go
0: ahead. Just, just to point out, I think Chile a few weeks ago was a very, very important result for Solberg. Actually, not result, that's the wrong word, performance. Because, yeah. yes, yeah. he won, but he did it by being clever. And that's maybe one of the he, he things did. that... Fo- could have asked has yeah. he really done that all year but he it was a perfect timing his last rally of the season um in a rally two car so yeah I think he's he did well there and um, with he his did. strategy on he did. I think it he's, Saturday I think afternoon he's it was done, something done enough and,
2: and yes yes Colin absolutely there's 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 so many there's probably what you might say there's three or four drivers that 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 could be up for a win we know that Puma is fast enough it quite oh. clearly is quick enough
1: to, oh, to Georgie, I'm, wins, I'm picking you up you know? again, George. I'm going to pick you up again. Three or four drivers. Go on, then. I think so. Yeah, I go think. On, well, then. I
2: think. I think Lappy is is quick enough to win a rally. I think Sunan is quick enough to win a rally. Okay, right. you, you've said so- Solberg is quick enough to win a rally, and I'll and I'll go as far as saying Adrian Formo is quick enough to win all a right. rally. So there's my there's my four picks. Uh, Georgie Donaldson, I bow down.
1: I bow down. to you. I agree <laughs> with all of those. All of them, Did I th- th- agree with.
2: Did you I think I hadn't organised my my thoughts there? <laughs> Put you on the spot just a wee bit. Of Absolutely. For How that. Do you find good. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm good as I'm good as. You rose
1: that. to the challenge beautifully, yeah. as always, George Donaldson.
2: Not always, not always. I'll 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 confess to being uh, just. I mean, you know what I'm like. Wishful thinking all the time. You know, I, yeah. I love to look forward and speculate and be positive about our young drivers and and, and, our, and our championship, yeah. which i'll just love to death
1: we, we we'll come back again to CER <laughs> for our predictions at the end of the podcast, uh, but I think that moves us on nicely to formats and to rallies and to calendars because i 'm kind of with you i 've been doing a few different rallies this year and i 've seen some really interesting innovations from from you know from national rallies and, and, and from things like the dakar where you know, I honestly think that, that what we have in rallying that makes it unique is variety. You know, we have variety of rallies, we have variety of yep. surfaces, nothing is predictable in rallying. And why not put a bit of variety into the format? Why not? You know, um, particularly if we're going to get a calendar like the one we've got. Now, before I sound too critical of the calendar, I do want to acknowledge that it's a very difficult job, and I get that. I really do get it's a difficult job, but... You know, if we are, are all about variety, so we're all about the fans sitting at home. Uh, and I know we have to think about the fans that go on events. That is correct. And we need to give, uh, you know, a, a little bit of um, uh, you know, credit to the fact that rallies do bring fans to the events themselves. But it's the eight or nine hundred million that were are sitting at home that are sitting at home that we really have to think about. Keeping them entertained, keeping them excited, keeping them looking for you know, the WRC program when it's on every month or every three weeks, whatever it is. What we've got next year, you know, is we've got a situation where you'll go from one rally to the next rally to the very next, turning it on, going, Oh, it's fast gravel. Oh, well, it's fast gravel again. Oh, goodness me, it looks very similar to the last one. I'm not getting yeah. that. I am a hundred percent not getting that. It's a, a northern European base. We have ten events in Europe, three outside of Europe. And as I said earlier, yeah. it is a hard Thing to pull this calendar together, but we are what calendar together? But we are told there are a dozen countries desperate to get into the WRC. Desperate, desperate to get into the WRC. Credible offers, credible packages, credible credentials. And we we, end up.
2: We know that Argentina would run a rally at the drop of a hat. At the drop of a hat. Why are they not? Why are they not in the championship?
1: You know, I, I, I I am. Is is it
2: because they can't pay the pay the, the promoter any money?
1: I'm not going to answer that one, George. Well, but...
2: I'm prepared to ask that question, Colin. All right, yeah.
1: all right. So, it's, it's...
2: so there it is. It's been raised for yeah.
1: us. Oh. I, 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 have, I have an issue with the fact that you are DNA, our inherent DNA. What we will build this sport on is the fact that, that we do have this potential to vary, to mix things up, to give the fans at home, to give the spectators a different experience every three weeks. You know, And we end up, we end up with a calendar that gives us the best part of a month and a half of same old, same old. Um, You know, is is that a little bit, Luke, a little bit critical?
0: No, because I actually agree with you 100%. I think if we're going to have three rallies at this, at least have them somewhat separated from each other would be ideal, wouldn't it? So they become
1: different challenges. You know, we, we saw Finland in October being brilliant, being brilliant, you know? Why not do that? I agree with you. Sorry, Luke, to interrupt you. No, no, all
0: good. Uh, yeah, it, it's... For me, obviously, it should be exciting, and that's the sad thing. is a new country in the WRC. Poland's back. Poland was a good rally, but it is... It's just... I don't know. <laughs> like you've, you've kind of said it all yourself. It just... It feels a little bit too much of things that are too similar, all in too close a space. Um, if we're going to have Latvia and I don't know why we need Poland in the same year, and, and vice versa. If we're going to have Poland in, why is Latvia coming in this year? It just... To me, it feels like they're probably in an ideal world Are better options. But as you said, we don't know all the different complications and the logistics and everything that WRC promoter have had to try and sort out. So it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, this isn't ideal. I'm sure there's people that probably agree with us in promoter as well, but they didn't necessarily have a choice. I, I don't know. But it's, yeah, I, I think three on the bounces. I remember there was a lot of talk when Estonia came in that two fast gravel rallies was too many. I think that was probably disproven, Estonia was a great event, but three is, as you say, are all on the bounces. For people that are maybe the more casual fans, that because there'll be people that commit to every single stage of every single WRC rally, regardless of what happens, but for the ones that can't make that commitment or don't want to make that commitment, it is a harder sell to have the same, essentially, a very similar spectacle for, as you say, the best part of over a month. Um, and and yeah. what we
1: have, look, what we have, so what we have, going back to CER, you know, we have this situation where... You know, we're told, and we know that this is the fact, it's really important that we increase the exposure of rallying. We take it to countries it's not been to before. We give fans the chance to go along and experience it firsthand because that is the most important thing. The minute you smell, you hear, you see those rally cars, you are hooked. So it's really important. It's really important that we get rallies in different parts of the world. I'll guarantee you that a big percentage of the people that go to Finland, to Latvia and to Poland will be the same fans. <laughs> They'll be the same fans, you know. They are all geographically within driving distance, driving distance and a ferry of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another issue. That's another big, big issue, you know. We, we're slightly contradictory in some of the things we say as a championship. Um, and, it, you know, I, again, you know, I get the feeling this is a holding calendar. It's a consolidating calendar, you know. They've, they've got it out early-ish, ish. And and fair play to them for that. Um, I get the feeling it's a consolidating calendar. And we're we're holding, we're waiting for really quite exciting developments. Fingers crossed. in 25. You know, and and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you do need to consolidate. You need to go with your bankers, your safe options, your bankers financially, George, potentially going back to your point, but bankers in Mm -hmm. terms of their ability to put rallies on and to host the World Rally Championship. Sometimes you need to do that. And I'm thinking and I'm hoping that 2025 sees some real new experiences, new rallies. Rally USA, Rally Saudi Arabia, other parts of the world, hopefully going back down towards Australasia again. Uh, New
2: Zealand rally. I mean, you know, what a spectacle. What an incredible spectacle. And what an unbelievable spectator experience. What an unbelievable driving experience. An unbelievable
1: TV experience, George.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: anyway. Anyway, i will now get into trouble for saying all these things, but you know I think that's yeah. what we're kind of known for in spinning the rally pod is just being honest, <laughs> and if we 're
0: not honest, why do people want to listen to us
2: well why, one, would, we, why would they even tune into us if we 're not going to be honest exactly
0: correct one correct. one positive though I will say and in in danger of getting George to talk about Kenya for a while, but Safari coming back to <laughs> coming back to Easter <laughs> yes. that's cool that that's a nice highlight touch an absolute yeah. highlight
2: it is. it is i will say I will just say this that. You know, the the last uh, three years uh, have given us a little bit of rain, um, and and some excitement on on the same stage each year. And uh, you know, it only rained the one day really. uh, uh, You know, within within a ten day period, and it happened to be the day the rally was there. It was very very good to us the weather. It was actually it was was too good. But but when when you go Easter time, it was the it was the, I think it was the fifth safari rally that I went to at Easter. That was the first time I saw rain. Ooh. So I'd been there. I'd been going there for six years. Uh, at some point, from uh, from December, in November and December, the year before, up to Easter, and I'd never seen rain for six years. So that that can happen uh, from time to time. So we could see a dry safari, but it doesn't worry me in the slightest because it'll still be super exciting. Yeah. And uh, George. Yeah.
1: George, we've already made our our inquiries as to our accommodation, haven't we?
2: We have already sorted out. <laughs> I've been I've been checking out the local restaurants because I've been eating in the hotel the last few years because it was all included. Oh, and, George, uh, you don't have uh, to. George, I'm telling
1: you now, you don't, we're staying with the wonderful Mr. Mr. and Mrs. P. I know we're, and they're we're guests,
2: staying with actually. Mr. and Mrs. P. But, but I like going out. I like to explore the the local restaurants, yeah. and there are some fabulous ones. Colin, you know, it's you, you, part you, of the Kenya are, experience for me is going to all the local restaurants. Yes. George.
1: You are our very own Anthony Bourdain of the World Rally Championship. You really are. <laughs> you're the man. You're the man not, that really. Is he
2: not dead? Is he not? He, yeah, dead? Yeah, sadly he is, and that's very sad because
1: he was a fabulous character. He was. Um, yes. But but he was a man that liked to explore the local food and the delicacies. Yeah, get and, right and into it. Yeah. That is exactly good you. Good stuff. And, and yeah. We could we could yeah. we could almost you know do a podcast on just <laughs> foods. George's food wins and George's food loses because I've been to a few of the yeah. losses. Well, you've been as well you've as to many been of to the, the wins. You've
2: been to a, a, many of the wins, Colin. Many of those experiences <laughs> in the last 15 years were with you. Oh, it's been Previous wonderful. Previous to that, there was other other victims.
1: There were, yeah. um, but but yeah, no, miss, just to Just let you know, George. <laughs> Mr. P has his own chef, in-house chef, and they cook for us every night.
2: I know, I know. I've I've, I've eaten there many times. with well, you, well, you well, Colin. we, we you want recall. to go anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. I like I like because I like to eat out. Right. Yeah, I like to eat I know you just like to get to your bed. You like your 10 hours of <laughs> kit. Okay, no, whereas whereas oh, I only God. sleep six hours, so I'm happy to go out and eat an experience. I'll be taking Luke out for dinner.
0: I'm Kellen Cochelle and I just did my first Dirt Fish course, which was the one-day women's course. My biggest surprise was how calm it could be in the car, and the calmer I was, the faster I could make the car go. The surprising thing about driving was that it wasn't necessarily a mental thing, I had to really get out of my head and into my body more, and I just felt a little more comfortable doing that for the first time around a group of women. But I will say, I do feel like I could do any of the Dirt Fish courses now, I kind of know what to expect. and. You know, hopefully more women get into motorsports and then any day could be an all-women's day if just enough of us are in the sport. If I were talking to someone who was thinking about taking a class, was kind of on the fence, it would be, you know, what are you waiting for? It's such a fun experience. Um, You're going to really learn something and you're going to push your limits and maybe you'll even have some more confidence.
1: So look, that that is very much a highlight of the, the, the calendar, the fact that the safari returns to its rightful home
0: uh, any other highlights in there um mm. there's not too much change beyond that though is there not i think everything change, else is no. the same i think maybe a couple events like a week after what they are this year but that's very negligible in terms of a difference um, But yeah there's a guarantee having said that there's going to be a how we've forgotten about but no i think it is aside from Poland and the latvia coming in and safari moving i think that's those are the changes. Uh, yeah. I, mean, Paul, I have Paul,
2: to say, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really broken about the the still the lack of a North American rally because quite yeah. frankly, I've been looking at the North American Championship uh, much more closely this year, and there are some events that oh. are already already uh, have the mileage and the facilities to be WRC. Um, the infrastructure is all there. Uh, absolutely amazing events utterly dedicated proper rally people i mean you know they they are just part of uh, you know our, our uh, you know motorsport religion rally as a as a as a as a, a a sect of of motorsport definitely they are just 100% wonderful people and why are we not there south america argentina why are we not in argentina an event that just gave us so much excitement so much classic visuals you know just stunning competition tough difficult event very unpredictable like Greece you know tough unpredictable Uh, and this year with the rain stunning you know we we need these events in these classic events Mm -hmm. are really part of the DNA of the sport now you know I don't agree they should just automatically be in but quite frankly we should be working hard to try and keep them in because they are giving us the best visuals. New Zealand, we're missing an awful lot of our classic, uh, our classic events. Uh, well, we've already gone through that. I apologise for dragging it up again, mm. but and and you know, I'm not saying that they're not being replaced by great events. But quite frankly, you've said it, Colin. More fast gravel.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no. They're not being replaced by great events, mm. George. You know, to, to call a, an event great, they need to establish themselves as a great event, mm. um, and you know. Um, the return of Poland is, you know, Poland is a good event. Yeah. Poland is a good event competitively. There was an awful lot that was wrong with Rally Poland the last time we went. And, you know, it was very well documented. And we'll keep our fingers crossed they on top of that this, this year. Uh, and Latvia, yeah. again, no, it's, we can't say it's a great event because we haven't seen world rally cars yeah. on those stages. But I agree with you about North America. But, you know, we mustn't forget, you know, including that Rally Mexico. Rally Mexico has always given us, you know, fantastic Entertainment, yeah. and I've said it many times, but you know, you look at the entry list for Rally Mexico and you go, Oh dear, oh dear, that's, that's ridiculously, woefully short. Uh-huh. And do you, you know say, one, it once, Do you know the one we're really missing George, as well? On, on. You, I'll just finish this point yeah. though, George. You'll say that right. once because once the rallying starts, there is so much going on with those 25, yeah. 30, 35 cars that it doesn't matter. You couldn't, yeah. your brain oh, wouldn't yes, have the capacity yeah. to compute yeah. much more than you're, you're no, being no, absolutely you're having to absolutely. deal with. Yeah. Sorry, George. Go on. Yeah.
2: So the the other one that we're really sadly missing that, that uh, GB that, that none of us <laughs> and certainly It's GB exactly. You know. And you know what? It's, it's been off the calendar for long enough now. We ran in North Wales, so let's forget North Wales. Although I love the stages in North Wales, let's move move it across to Yorkshire and Kielder. You can do that in a day, and and let's let's be radical. Right. Let's run it without pace notes. There you go. Blind oh, George, that,
1: that's something I'd love to look at. Uh, George, i And say you this, know, what, all the
2: drivers used to love it. Yeah. Even the drivers that normally drove pace notes said, no, it's a different challenge, we love it, let it go.
1: I'll, I'll say this, George, because I said it on, on another podcast that I, I was invited on uh, down in Australia, and we talked a lot about Rally Australia. And what I said was, you know, Rally Australia will never return until Motorsport Australia have the will to bring it back. It won't just come back, it won't just appear mm on a calendar you have to have someone championing the rally at the very highest level that is exactly the same with rally gb and you know there is a will amongst motorsport people of the uk and there are more passionate motorsport people in the uk Mm -hmm. than just about anywhere else in the world it is the will of the drivers i'm sure it's the will of the championship organizers um but you know until the msa have a real desire to bring Rally GB back, it will not happen, and it could be many, many, many years until we see the highest level of rallying back in this country. Uh, right, uh, let's move on, uh, boys. We, we've had my lamb is is just the the, the the buzzer is about to go on my lamb in the oven. Um, <laughs> Get on so, with it. So, uh, why we, are you talking we, we, to us? <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, quickly talking about you. Know, we've already mentioned potential. You know, in, interesting, intriguing situations with driver moves at Hyundai. Uh, what do we make of the situation, Look at M-Sport? Uh,
0: well, the, obviously the news we got last week, and it was quite a, a sort of curveball thing, on, I think it was about 6pm on a Friday they, they dropped it, that FOMO would be in for Japan in, instead of Lube. I think my immediate thought is I'm extremely happy for Adrian to get this chance because I think he thoroughly deserves it, given how he's turned massively, everything around after last year. yes. Um, I think it's hard to think of many things that could have gone more wrong from last year, but he's done everything right this year. So I think it's it's great to see him be rewarded with this chance. Lube, it's just really quite sad to see how it's... He's just in a rut at the minute, isn't he? And I think a lot of it isn't necessarily down to him. There's a lot of circumstantial stuff, but it probably is the wise thing to to maybe sit that rally out. Um, obviously, M Sport couldn't afford to bring three cars for a, a fireway. so if they want to give four more the chance, Lube was never going to also be there, but um, yeah, very interesting one for Lube this weekend as well in CER, obviously new co-driver, split with Nicola Gilsol and uh, Lube's been very tight-lipped about it. I think we can all safely assume it's got a lot to do with what happened in Chile. We still don't really know precisely what happened, but it's it's cool he hasn't, they haven't been able to find a, a find resolution for that. So he's gone with, with Benjamin Vias And I'm very happy with Benji as well, actually, because he had his chance last year with OJ. Nothing to do with how good he was as a co-driver. It just didn't quite click with Seb. So it's nice to see him get a chance to drive one car again, mm. which is good for him. Um, but it'll be a difficult weekend for this for them because Lube just has to get through this one without any kind of mm. problems and give himself something to sort of build into next year from. Um, but it's all a bit ironic in a way, isn't it, if you compare FOMO and Lu Bay and their trajectories? Because <laughs> last year it was Lu Bay and you said to see, yeah. and now they've done a complete sort of flip round one eighty. It's a bit yeah. bizarre. Um, hopefully next year they both have good fortune. <laughs> yeah, for sure, are.
1: for sure. George, I'd have to say it wasn't an enormous surprise to me to see FOMO coming in. I, I thought that was that was always a possibility this year that he would yep. be rewarded for his discipline and his, his performances that he's put in this year, I thought he might well be rewarded. But, what, George, what, what's your take on Bay's situation then? Um, you know, He's clearly a kid with talent. He's clearly a kid with potential, but he yep. really is struggling with something, and it's probably just one small element. What, what's your take on it, George?
2: It, it is. I mean, to, to, it would be unfair to, to comment and speculate on what's causing it, but, but you're exactly right, Colin. It will just be one or two small elements it takes time to mature as a rally driver you know you don't just uncork that little bottle of rallying wine and say it's ready here I am go you know yeah. it, it, it 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 everything has to be just right and it it takes time it takes mileage it takes experience and a degree of maturity and you know we've already bounced on the subject a little bit you know um th- so many drivers spent so many years coming up and um, a few drivers got got very quickly to their to their 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 top level, in in one way, at least they, they appear like that. The the Seb Augers, even the Seb Lobes, you might say the Caligre Grun- the Cali Roven Paris, uh, but um, actually th- there's a long apprenticeship there. Um, uh, uh, um, t- to be honest, um, I think he just needs to to focus in you can see that he's impatient. You can see that yes. he's, he feels he's ready to yes. get fastest times to do this. Actually, no, you're not. It's going to take two or three years. And actually, you know, I often say this to, I, I mean, I still get the odd uh, chance to speak to some young up-and-coming drivers, some some fathers that think their sons are going to make it. Uh, and, and, you know, what do I need to do? And, uh, you know, you tell me what I need to do, George, and I'll get it done. And I said, right, no, oh, Okay. I know you a little bit well, but, you know, you need somewhere between three and six million pounds, three and six a million euros, three and six million dollars to get to the top if you've got the talent. And you've got to have patience to get that talent. You don't spend six million dollars next year on a WRC car and think you're going to have won. No, there is three, four, five years of work to get there. Most drivers have spent that long getting to the top. It's only in recent years we've seen drivers coming through more quickly. Is one is one of the examples, but he actually started driving when he was three or something, you know. Um, so he's he, he's done his apprenticeship, if you like, in a different way. There's all different ways you can do it, but you do need that mileage, you do need that experience, and that is all that young man, Mr Luby, is missing. Mm-hmm. It's mileage, experience, maturity. Uh, Management, yes. I mean, yes. Now is the point. It, it's getting critical for all these young guys. For the Lassie Lamp. For the for the um, um, sorry Especa. for for S-Soonin, S-Soonin, no. Esa Pekka, For for Adrian Formo. You know, I know he's been... I've no idea who's looks after him. It's probably M Sport. Um, I I would argue that that's my that, whatever their management is. It's not not necessarily the right thing for them all the time because they'll be vested interests in it, the manager will have his vested interests. There's a lot a lot to figure out and do. But um it's key for these people. The the biggest thing is manage your expectations mm-hmm. and understand that it's gonna cost you this much to get that far. Motorsport's always been the same. Um and and and, and it's not wrong that it's like that. It just is like that. It's you know it's just like it's just like if you want to go flying, you know, you're gonna to have to go in an airplane or a hot air balloon or something. You know, you, you can't, you can't, you can't go without that. So that's it. You uh, need, George, you I think, I think you've,
1: you've got it absolutely right. It, it is about time. It is about patience. It is about patience. accepting your position and building on it. And we yeah. see some drivers who, in the past, have been very capable of making big steps forward mm-hmm. at times, really big steps forward, almost from yeah. rally to rally. Others, it takes time. It is small yeah. steps. It is, it is just adding a little bit each time, a little bit of confidence. And I think, I think yeah. maybe Loubet is struggling to find. You know exactly yeah. which approach he needs. Oh, by the way, talking about expensive motorsports, I read something the other day. Uh, before, boys, I'm giving you this is your 30 second warning. Top threes coming up, please, Luke and George. Okay. Uh, I was reading something the other day about a young driver in Formula One who is reasonably well established now. His father spent £34 million, 34 million pounds to secure a two year deal for him in Formula One. Oh, my goodness me. It's Jesus. just beyond belief, isn't it? Um, so, George, your five or six million sounds like really good value. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's, a,
2: that's a minimum, Colin. I mean, you know, but, but I believe that's the right number. That's the right I think you're number. probably right.
1: I think so, you're probably right.
2: Uh, and and you, you will not succeed w- w- unless somebody comes with some fantastic scheme. You know, if someone comes, you know, if a manufacturer came with a we're, we're going to find a new world champion, um, <coughs> find a rally driver scheme, and they're prepared to see it all the way through. Uh, yeah. And you could, you know, you know, might get a chance that way, but, but nobody's running anything like that. And why would they? You know, mm-hmm. why, why would they? Because people can drift off. M-Sports M- the closest to doing anything like that. But I'm still thinking that people are bringing a lot of money. A
1: lot of money. It's, a, it's an expensive mm-hmm. sport, that's for sure. So, boys, uh, to finish off, to finish off, mm-hmm. Luke Barry, our esteemed editor, Uh, Your top three, please, for this coming CER, Central European Rally.
0: I'm glad you gave me 30 seconds to think about it, so I can be punchy with it. I'm going to say, first, (laughs) Neuville, second, Evans, third, Robin Perra.
1: yes, that would keep things interesting. Well... Would it? Potentially, it wouldn't. Potentially, with that snail, well, we could still have a world champion in Robin Perra, couldn't we? That's how mm. I'd see it.
0: Mm. <laughs> I honestly think Robin Perra is just too good at power stages. <laughs> Unless exactly. Evans is five points ahead going into it. <laughs> I
2: think yeah, yeah. it could be, yeah. George? Well, I'm going to do my usual sort of, you know, wish list for everything. Um So I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Um, Tanak, hmm. Thierry Neuville, or Neuville, as you like to call them, and El- Elfin <laughs> Evans. Elfin Evans, there you go.
1: It's, it's only you and John Desborough that still call him Neuville.
2: really is. Yeah. <laughs> and I that felt that, George. So. That, that was
0: a bit of a zinger right across there. From the <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. so down was, to
2: my what, pronunciation of Thierry's name. What, what was your third one, George? <laughs> uh It it was um, uh, Elvin Evans. Okay, I'm going to go.
1: I'm going to go with Nouvel, and then Tanak. I think that battle will be intriguing, and they'll go at it hammer and tongs. And then I'm going to go with. I am going to go with Elvin Evans, and I'm going to say our championship will be very much alive going into the final round of Japan.
2: I'm we gonna, all we I'm all gonna, know who's I'm winning. I'm going to throw now, one we? last comment in, Luke, and that is actually I think that that, that uh, I genuinely believe that that Cali uh, Cali will actually win this event. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. do think he will do that. I mean, I've have done a wish list just just because it's nice to be different and a little bit you know keeping the championships super exciting. But actually, I really believe that Cali's got this, and I, I really wish him the best of luck. And and uh, you know I think he's he's done an incredible job this year. He's on a great championship year. He's not he's not didn't try and push himself too early, um, and he just needs to do the same all the way to the end, and it's got to be his.
1: George, this is not the way it works. I'm not offering you a second one, <laughs> two, three. I'm not offering you a second <laughs> one, two, three, George Donaldson. You don't have a okay, wish list I'm... and an actual. Doesn't happen. Well, yeah. Well, I do.
2: <laughs> I do because I just love our sport too much. It can't yeah. just be this single dimension. I've got to think of everything.
0: Not there is one up. man nobody mentioned though, and that's Seb OJ. So we she all know Auger. what's going to happen with with the way predictions work. He will be the winner on Sunday. We've called it now. There you go. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I don't think he is though, Luke. I don't. Th- I don't think this one's no, I... for him. I don't think this one's for him. Not not with the weather that's coming. I don't. I... Yeah. I, but and by the way, George, did you or did the you weather, not look at the weather? Yeah, Just say no. I, did, because I, we're, I The weather. No,
2: no. The weather oh, is good. You you... The, the, the weather is <laughs> the weather is a little bit showery potentially. That's right. all we're looking at. No, ma- no massive weather fronts coming in. It's not looking awful. So, yeah, maybe a little bit showery. Enough to make it exciting, maybe. But it's very, very marginal. It's tiny amounts of rain. Very good. Very good.
1: Well, we're all looking forward to it. We really are. It is going to be something a little bit different, and that is what we all like. Uh, boys, once again, Luke Barry, uh, thank you very much. Your knowledge uh, belies your lack of years. Your knowledge and entertainment value, is that condescending?
0: No, yes. I, I, t- I, no I, I like it. I take it as a compliment. I'm not, I'm not cynical enough to see it as condescending. I think it's a compliment. So thank you, Colin. It, it, w- it's I a massive compliment.
1: It. It's a massive compliment. And I very much enjoyed our Sunday evening because unusually it's a Sunday evening podcast for us this one. It's, it's a good time because I think we're all Feeling reasonably up for it this evening, George. You've seemed fairly fizzy this evening. Thank you very much oh, yes. for your insightful well, contributions.
2: Thank you for the opportunity and and for the uh, the dementia checks, Colin, that you gave me. You know, <laughs> I, I think I passed
1: in flying colours. Well, you, you you passed them until you started mentioning Kivimaki
0: and. What was the other one you almost mentioned? There was Cali Grundle. I always say Cali Grundle. He's one of my favourite characters. It
2: did cost me a lot of money, but um, one of my favourite characters in the sport.
1: That's a story for another day, folks. Uh, Once again, you have been listening to Spin the Rally Pod. We do have a very exciting week coming up. Don't forget, Dirtfish Live Centre. Should you miss anything? During the course of the rally, we have it all covered. All of the news, all of the entertainment, all of the atmosphere from the Central European Rally. Thank you very much again for listening to Spin the Rally Podcast.